0: This earthly life is a battle, said Ma. If it isn't one thing to contend with, it's another. It always has been so, and it always will be. The sooner you make up your mind to that, the better off you are, and more thankful for your pleasures. Laura Ingalls Wilder, Little Town on the Prairie. This week, we're going to focus on thankfulness. Actually, the whole month of November. Though it's not quite November yet. It's coming on Wednesday. So, let's dive in and learn a little bit about how we can have a grateful heart this season. Hey there and welcome to the Flourishing Health Podcast. My name is Stephanie Book and I am so excited to have you join me today. I am so passionate about helping others see their lives beyond where they are right now. Those places where we feel stuck, where we don't really see the true identity of who we are and who God has made us. So, I invite you along in a journey to not only work on our health physically in our bodies and learn ways to take the temple that God has given us and live it out well, but also to help with that mindset piece. Help us really learn to identify who we are in Christ and all that we are equipped to do. So many of us rely on what our thoughts tell us, and a lot of those times, those thoughts are just not true. They're just thoughts. They're emotions. And so we're going to explore that together, how we can create a new outlook for a full life. I'm so honored that you have taken time to listen to me today. And I hope that through my past experiences of what I've learned and the things that we'll continue to learn together, we will grow and help you see the chance to flourish in your life. Thanks so much for joining us. And let's move on to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to the Flourish and Health podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am so thankful that you are here. This month, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, we are going to focus on gratitude, on Thanksgiving. And this is something that is super important to me, and the way that I have seen how posturing gratitude in my life has made a huge difference. So we're going to dive in today, and let's explore a little bit about how thankfulness can be part of our lives this season. Obviously, Thanksgiving and gratitude is something we should practice every day of our lives. But at this time of the year, it is natural to be more grateful, or at least we hear about it. Being in gratitude is an attitude that will transform our days. You cannot be grateful and angry or frustrated at the same time. So let's focus on the act of being grateful this month. We will break down the idea of gratefulness, find scripture to memorize and take to heart, build a thankfulness journal, and really implement the posture of gratitude into our day-to-day life. As we focus on gratitude and thankfulness, we want to make sure we understand the differences between gratitude and thankfulness. When defining gratitude, it is really a deeper, more overall emotion and attitude. Gratitude goes beyond being just thankful for something specific. It's a deeper appreciation for the good and the bad things in life. It is being in an attitude of gratitude for people, experiences, and opportunities that enrich your life and is usually broader and encompasses a wider outlook. Now thankfulness is more of an expression of gratitude. It's a response to a specific thing that happened in your life. You could be thankful because someone was kind to you or they gave you a gift. Being thankful is more focused on a specific event or thing versus the overall feeling of gratitude. Make sense? We can do acts of thankfulness because of the gratitude we have. I looked up the official definitions too, just to make sure you fully understand them clearly. The definition of thankful is pleased and relieved. They were thankful the class was finally over or expressing gratitude and relief. They said an earnest and thankful prayer. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for and return kindness. She expressed her gratitude to the committee for their support. So, now we know the definitions and the differences between the two, let's talk about why we want to focus on gratitude and thankfulness this month. I know you're not new to the idea of being thankful. I'm sure someone in your life has instructed you to say thank you after receiving, receiving something from someone. I remember as a kid being told to sit down and write out thank you notes after my birthday or other times that I received gifts. I never enjoyed writing those, but looking back at it now, I'm grateful that my mom encouraged me to do so. I think generally our culture knows how to say a simple thank you, but what I would like to help us begin to implement is actually having a full-on heart of gratitude, not just being thankful for the things that are good in our lives, but also being thankful for the obstacles and other things that come our way. It doesn't mean that it's easy to be thankful for something that is not wonderful in your life, something that's tragic or hurtful. It can be difficult, but... When we have a heart of gratitude, it is much easier to navigate through our situations that come at us. I kind of went on a rabbit trail looking for fables and stories and examples of gratitude. I will share a few of these quotes and a story I found to help set ourselves in the right frame of mind as we focus on gratitude this month. The one I started off in the beginning, I really liked it, so I'll read it again. This earthly life is a battle, said Ma. If it isn't one thing to contend with, it's another. It always has been so and it always will be. The sooner you make up your mind to that, the better off you are, and more thankful for your pleasures. Again, that's Laura Ingalls Wilder in Little Town on the Prairie. I like this quote because it really does help us focus on being grateful in the moment, being thankful for what we have. What is being brought in front of us might not be what we want, but if we shift our perspective and be open and curious to grow and then have that heart of gratitude. The perspective that we have can shift for the better. The next one's from Little House on the Prairie as well. It says, Pa took her hand and comforted it in his big one. He said, we must do the best we can, Laura, and not grumble. What must be done is best done cheerfully. And that was on the banks of Plum Creek. Now, I know that it's talking about being cheerful, but I don't think you could be cheerful if you're not in gratitude for what you have. I don't really remember what was going on in this book, but if you watch any episode of Little House on the Prairie or read any of the books, you know that there was good times and very hard times, yet they always were looking for ways to be grateful and shift their mind toward the Lord and the good that they can find in each situation. The next one is from Little Women. I actually have never read these books. I guess I could be ashamed to say that. I just never did. (laughs) I've never watched the shows either, but I saw this quote and I felt like it was appropriate to share. When you feel discontented, think over your blessings and be grateful. Louisa May Alcott. This one talks directly about being thankful and grateful. Just because things are not where we want them to be does not mean that we should not posture gratitude in our lives. Then, of course, there are many Aesop fables that talk about gratitude as well. This one in particular, it says it all. It says gratitude turns what we have into enough. Now, there were countless examples of books about gratitude, children's books about thankfulness and tips and tricks. Oh my goodness, so many things that we could have found that talked about gratefulness and I could have gone super deep. (laughs) But the main point is it's definitely important and a big quality for us to have gratitude in our lives. Now, of course, scripture is loaded with verses around gratitude and thanksgiving I'll share a few verses this week and make sure that I share some every week through our series. I think the more that we learn to implement and put gratitude in our lives, the better the look of our days will become. The first one, Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In Psalm one eighteen one, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, his love endures forever. Now my biggest hope for you this week is just to start opening your mind to being curious on how you can implement gratitude in your life. What are the things that you can do each day to notice ways to be in gratitude? If you're not in the practice of writing things down that you're grateful for, this is a great place to start. Maybe take this week and write down at least one thing you're thankful for every day. As you start implementing this practice in your life, you will begin to see more and more things you are grateful for as you walk through each day. Now, before I end today, I'm going to read one more fable I found. It's not necessarily directly speaking about gratitude, but I think that you get the idea and the moral or lesson you receive from it. It's a different concept of gratitude than maybe we've already focused on today, but it's having a full heart of gratitude for what we have. The story is about Midas and the golden touch. So I believe the story is really talking about being thankful for what you have and being content or satisfied and not to be greedy. Think overall, you'll get the gist of understanding how important it is to be thankful and aware of all the many blessings that you have in life. King Midas and the Golden Touch Many years ago, there lived a king named Midas. King Midas had one little daughter whose name was Marigold. King Midas was very, very rich. It was said that he had more gold than any other king in the world. One room of his great castle was almost filled with yellow gold pieces. At last, the king grew so fond of his gold that he loved it better than anything else in all the world. He even loved it better than his own little daughter, dear little rosy-cheek Marigold. His one great wish seemed to be for more and more gold. One day, while he was in his gold room counting his money, a beautiful fairy boy stood before him. The boy's face shone with a wonderful delight. And he had wings on his cap and wings on his feet. In his hand he carried a strange-looking wand, and the wand also had wings. Midas, you are the richest man in the world, said the fairy. There is no king who has so much gold as you. That may be, said the king. As you see, I have this room full of gold, but I should like much more, for gold is the best and most wonderful thing in the world. Are you sure? asked the fairy. "'I am sure,' answered the king. "'If I should grant you one wish,' said the fairy, "'would you ask for more gold?' "'If I could have but one wish,' said the king, "'I would ask that everything I touch "'turn to beautiful yellow gold.' "'Your wish shall be granted,' said the fairy. "'At sunrise tomorrow morning, "'your slightest touch will turn everything into gold, "'but I warn you that your gift will not make you happy.' "'I'll take the risk,' said the king.' The next day, King Midas awoke very early. He was eager to see the fairy's promise had come true. As soon as the sun arose, he tried the gift by touching the bed lightly with his hand. The bed turned to gold. He touched the chair and table. Upon the instant, they were turned to solid gold. The king was wild with joy. He ran around the room, touching everything he could see. His magic gift turned all to shining yellow gold. The king soon felt hungry and went down to eat his breakfast. Now a strange thing happened. When he raised a glass of clear cold water to drink it, it became solid gold. Not a drop of water could pass through his lips. The bread turned to gold under his fingers. The meat was hard and yellow and shiny. Not a thing could he get to eat. All was gold, gold, gold. His little daughter came running in from the garden all the living creatures she was the dearest to him he touched her with his lips at once the little girl was changed to a golden statue a great fear crept into the king's heart sweeping all the joy out of his life in his grief he called and called upon the fairy who had given him the gift of the golden touch oh fairy he begged take away this horrible golden gift take all my lands take all my gold take everything only give me back my little daughter In a moment, the beautiful fairy was standing before him. "'Do you still think that gold is the greatest thing in the world?' asked the fairy. "'No, no!' cried the king. "'I hate the very sight of the yellow stuff.' "'Are you sure that you no longer wish the golden touch?' asked the fairy. "'I have learned my lesson,' said the king. "'I no longer think gold the greatest thing in the world.' "'Very well,' said the fairy. "'Take this pitcher to the spring in the garden and fill it with water.' Then sprinkle those things which you have touched and turn to gold. The king took the pitcher and rushed to the spring. Running back, he first sprinkled the head of his dear little girl. Instantly, she became his own darling miragold again and gave him a kiss. The king sprinkled the golden food, and to his great joy, it turned back to real bread and butter. Then he and his little daughter sat down to breakfast. How good the cold water tasted! How eagerly the hungry king ate at the bread and butter, the meat, and all of the good food. The king hated his golden touch so much that he sprinkled even the chairs and the tables and everything else that the fairy's gift had turned to gold. I thought that was a fitting way to end us today. Because though it's not, like I said, talking directly about thankfulness, when we are in a posture of gratitude, when we're able to look at the things that we've been given and have a grateful heart, have a perspective of gratitude, the things that we think are more important may not be as important as we think. So I hope that today you have had a little bit more opening your mind to what gratitude could bring for you. Have a good idea of what thankfulness is and gratitude and what you can do to start posturing that into your life. I hope that the verses you take from this week will be something that you'll listen to each day or write them down or put them in a place where it reminds you to be grateful. And I do suggest you take that challenge of writing at least one thing down every day that you're grateful for. You know, maybe put it on a note card or on the top of your planner or wherever it is that you might see it every day to remind yourself hey, let me write down one thing that I'm grateful for. I really am looking forward to this season, um, this month, where we get to walk through gratitude and really focus on creating this overall sense of gratitude in our lives thank you so so much for listening and if you think this will help anybody as always please share it with anyone you think it would be helpful and always if you would want to leave a review the way I can spread this podcast and hopefully help other people is when you share it with those that you love and care about Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in yourself and listen in. I hope you have a fabulous day. Until next week, take care. Thank you so much for joining me as we walk towards this life of flourishing. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and would love, love, love for you to take a moment to subscribe to my podcast and maybe even leave a review. Likes and reviews like yours will allow my podcast to be seen by others and hopefully help them as they walk through their own journey of growth. So until next time, please remember that you are amazing, my friend, and you are meant to live a life full and flourishing. Take care.